and welcome in to a, another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett, uh, and as always, we are sponsored by West Astral Leagues, the best place to watch the game live and loud on Sunday afternoon as we try to uh, avoid the hot running Bulldogs as underdogs and try to uh, avoid the wooden spoon. And also, uh, we've got the big fella, um, Shane, from MG Pump Solutions, who, of course, have supported the show for a long time as well. And as always, guys, please give us a follow. Our Twitter is up to about, I think it's 990 or something uh, followers now. So, um, yeah, try and get us to that 1,000 mark on Twitter. And, um, yeah, give us a follow on Instagram. So, Westlife Pod on those. Uh, if you're on the YouTube stream right now, there's, I can see there's uh, quite a few of you on there right now. Or just, yeah, if you're listening to this, please go to our YouTube Westlife channel. Give us a subscribe. And um, there's a little notification button too, which helps you know when we go live. But, um, yeah, it's coming to you on a Tuesday night this week. Obviously, the Queen's birthday holiday yesterday. And the boys needed a little bit longer to um yeah to cool off for from that um shit show against manly on the weekend so um yeah a few people in the chat they're, they're glad to see shane shane is back um shane there's a there's a good reason why you've uh we've awoken the sleeping giant again from mg pump solutions tonight which we'll get to and we teased a little bit earlier, and that's why I'm going to you first because it's um, yeah, this is Rob Bashara's uh, episode tonight. This is if as far as I mean the the tiers of episodes. I mean the, the tip episode last year was a big one, and we feel I feel like this one might um might match this just um the events that have occurred lately. But Shane, um. Did you did you see any of the footy and have you enjoyed um, your little little break and enjoy your long weekend? I didn't watch the footy. Um, I was actually out all Sunday, and I sort of was keeping tabs on the score. Um, one of my mates, he was at the like we went to a festival thing, um, and he was on there. Oh, he was he was there, so we were talking about it. And look, he was really keen. And he said, we're going to thrash them. Um, <laughs> we sort of like flicked flicked on and off a little bit. I, he, he would walk past me with his phone and he, he had it on and he'd go, oh, we, we're playing all right, we're playing all right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll see. Then um, he showed me Naden dropping the ball over the line and I was just like, oh, okay, see what happens here. And then he went really quiet. <laughs> and I started just watching on my phone. You just watch it count up and I was just like, oh, I'm glad I'm not watching this. <laughs> Sounds like they've down tools. So as you can tell, guys, we didn't get Shane on to review the, do the game review tonight. It's something a little bit uh, bigger than that. I'll get as um, we'll let Shane join, join in for our first conversation and a bit of the news. Oh, quite a lot's happened today, boys, with um, Luciano leaving and uh, Cam Serraldo yesterday i believe getting a tour of the facility so there's plenty plenty to talk about we'll get shane on for for those things and then um we'll bring as on to talk actual 
Rugby League. This week in Sunday afternoon footy, the West Tigers take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. You can watch all the action live and loud from the lounge at West Ashfield and kickoff is at 4.05pm. The countdown is also on for the must-win game for the New South Wales Mighty Blues. They play Game 2 of the State of Origin and you can watch all the action live and loud on the big screen then too, which is Sunday 26th of June, kickoff is at 7.50pm. Now that night you can enjoy the Garden's State of Origin burger and beer deal for just $19. For more information, visit West Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au. Step up and play at the home of West Tigers, West Ashfield, and they are of course at 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. Terms and conditions apply. Drink responsibly. Um, righto, Rob Bashara. This is uh, yeah, this is this is your night, buddy, because you've had, should we say, a bit of an interaction with, uh, yeah, our buddy Lee from who is of course chair of the West Tigers. Do you want to give us a uh, little rundown of how? Oh, he's blacked out. No, nope, there he is. Coming back. Here he is. Okay. He's, he's getting ready. He's going hands-free, ready to... Uh, no, I've get... got one on the phone, mate. Don't you worry. Yeah. No, give, okay. us, give us the rundown. Give us the start. Of, yeah, start from the start of how uh, this all occurred. All right. Well, basically, Josh, you're going to be showing with Lee's permission because long story short, Lee's re- requested if we were to quote anything tonight, quote him in full. Um, he's absolutely teed off on me. So basically, I, I put a rather polite invitation to him uh, if he'd like to come on the pod and answer some questions, all things relating to West Tigers. I also mention in that that he'd be treated with the utmost respect and that I'm not a fan of the board. It's, it's clear in the text. I said, I'm not a fan of the board, and which, to which he replied, and you'll go through the whole thing. He's absolutely ripped me a new one. Who are you? You're nobody. I don't want to give you legitimacy. Rah, 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 rah. And I'm like, and he, when he replied, he replied like two hours later. I thought, you know what? At least he had the decency to reply. Um, yeah, it was very, very damning and very, to be honest, I'm, I'm not sulking about it, but I thought the reply, well, let me just use my son's words to describe it. It was basically like a two-year-old reply. He, that, that's the level that, you know, he got down to there. But fair enough. He's obviously butthurt because, you know, we've criticised him because, as fans, we don't have a voice. Now, wait till the listeners hear what he's got to say about the fans because let me tell you guys, if you're not a fan, you don't matter, okay? No, if, if you're not a member, Rob, if you're not a member, you no, do no, not matter. No, if you're not a fan, you don't matter because you need to be a member to get a reply from him. He will treat you with respect because if you've put your money through membership, okay, he will reply to you because what he did was on, I believe it was Sunday, he did a, a radio interview with 2GB. And in that interview, he had he had numerous questions. I think the interview went for about 11 or 12 minutes. In fact, West Tigers published it on their official site. So I listened to the interview. And in the interview, he said something like, we've got roughly 400,000 fans. I stand corrected just in case I've got it word for word wrong because you never know. Tim, like, Tim uh, Sheen said that number the Nick, other day Mr. too. Mr. Hedger is a lawyer, so we don't want to get any any wording wrong in case you know he, he you know wants to get funky. But anyway, um, he said, "Look, I'm I'm open to this hearing from our fans. If they'd like to email me, I'll reply back." So on Twitter on Sunday, I basically put his uh, email up there and I said, "Guys, he's happy to hear from the fans." If you've got anything to say to him, say it to him because what frustrates frustrates me the most, guys, and don't get me wrong, I love interacting with the fans. I really do. 
That's why we do this. This is literally literally why we love doing this. But if you knew how many text messages and DMs and everything I got today and yesterday and ever since the game, and I really appreciate it because they they look to us like, you know, for some guidance or, you know, dear Ruth, like, help me, how do we get through this sort of thing? But at the end of the day, guys, I can't help. I, I, I I have no voice within the club. And that's the problem with this club. We have, we have no say, we have no nothing. So I've always, including late last year, I've referred everyone to say, hey, guys, contact the membership team. Send Justin Pascoe an email. Send Lee an email. Send someone within their club an email. Show them that you're concerned because I can't do anything. You know, like I, I'm, I'm, I, I feel their pain. I'm hurt for them. And look, I had a chat with Lee Hadjapentelis late last year before the match decision was made. And we spoke for like, maybe 20, 25 minutes, and he's fine to talk to. He's a, he's a good bloke to talk to. I actually enjoyed talking to him. But, you know, he, we we just believe different things. Now, he's in the club. I'm not. He sees what goes on a daily basis. I'm not. But just as they've decided with Madge, okay, I can only go on results too, guys. Okay, he's been there roughly three and a half years. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's been there since the start of 2019, or is it 2018? We can look that up. Justin Pascoe has been there since late 2015. We've suffered seven years under Justin Pascoe. Now, in, you'll be reading out some text messages later, uh, some of that uh, narrative from Lee. He basically says, look, uh, Justin oversees certain things. He's on a committee, but it's not his sole decision in terms of salary cap, etc., etc., etc. At what stage does the buck stop with the CEO, with the boss? How many people can we keep uh, blaming for the Farrah fiasco, uh, the Taylor sacking, the losing Tedesco and Woods and and Moses at the time? Not that Woods became anything fantastic. The ambassadorship scandal with Robbie Farrah. You know, the, the hiring of Madge, the firing of Madge, the hiring of Adam Hartigan the joint investigation with Adam Hardigan, which we all thought at the time was to get rid of the coach. Now, I can't imagine Adam Hardigan working side by side with Justin Pascoe to do an investigation on what's going on within the club and Adam Hardigan saying, hey, guys, I'm the culprit, sack me. Justin Pascoe has again pointed the finger at Adam Hardigan. And this club, as I said last week on the pod, keeps chopping and changing with their direction. Now, admittedly, Lee's only been there three and a half years, hasn't been there for that whole thing. But we sacked Sheens 10 years ago. We employed him during last year to be the head of Pathways. Then we changed tack and we made him head of football. Madge, when he first coached, we came 9th and 11th. After we came 11th, they extended his contract. After he came 11th, nine months later, they wanted to sack him. Then they supported him. Now they sack him. everything keeps changing, guys. They don't have a clear vision. They literally don't. We handed the keys to Ivan Cleary a few years ago. He left us in a mess. And the reason we handed the keys to Ivan Cleary, and that's a very vague term. I know they've got committees. I know they've got structures. But basically, whatever Ivan Cleary wanted, the club followed, okay? And look how dangerous that was. Now, with all due respect to Tim Sheens, who's won four premierships, even though one of them was before Twitter was ever invented and it feels like five lifetimes ago, we've done the same thing now with Tim Sheens. We've put the keys in his hand. And if he gets it wrong, we're screwed. So for me to vent as a frustrated fan, I, look, I'm happy to do it on behalf of the fans, but I'm not going to be some martyr. I do it for me. I do it for my kids. You know, I don't do it for, for, for these other fuckwits. 
you know. So, like, I love this club. I'm sick of it being down the bottom. Just take over for a sec. Um, Shane, you've – before – I'll let Rob um, – people can't understand his emotions once we uh, we read out the correspondence, but you've seen it um, pre-show. Just as a, as a former sponsor of the club and you decided not to sponsor the club this year, um, I mean, you, you've talked, talked on the show previously about how they didn't – look after you as best they could. And obviously COVID hit and that kind of made things um, a little difficult, obviously with no games and that sort of thing. But it um, it's, it's just continues to be frustrating, this club, both on and off the field. Well, what has me worried is I really think they don't mind getting the wooden spoon this year. That is my biggest worry. Um I really think they have completely thrown away any any little glimpses of not finishing last, and I don't I don't understand why, as a football club, it's acceptable to be able to like. It's just frustrating. I, I can't even get the words out. It's it's seriously just that disappointing, especially watching it on the weekend. Like, just watching that score rack up, and I'm like, oh, well, look, obviously, they all liked Madge. We know why Madge, like, we know they liked Madge, and look what's happened. Um, what worries me is, during this, a few of the correspondences, like the, the messages we've read, the the way that it's almost implied that if you don't invest money by being a member, you're not worth West Tigers' time. Correct. That that is sickening. Like that is sickening. The fact that the club doesn't care about fans if they can't financially contribute to this club. The the problem is there's some people who can't afford to financially contribute to the club. There really isn't. And or at they, the very least, don't set the full value in it. Yeah, as well. well. That's it. Yeah, that's, well, that's it's, it. It's, like it's a sacrifice. Yeah, but guys, but they support in other ways. You... As we said pre-show, they support other ways. They they buy merchandise. They go to games. Yeah. You know, there, yeah, but, other, but they, the issue is KO. They're, you know, like if you're not a member, you won't be listened to. How arrogant is that, guys? How arrogant well, is that? That's comment? what that's what worries me because. Josh, you need to read not, the whole the whole five texts out, mate. Let's let's yeah, get. Yeah, I got to I got, to, I got to give it. I got to give it context. But you kept finish, finish what you're saying, Shane. Oh, it's just it's just worrying that we have our first. Oh, it, it's not our first Campbelltown game, but look at the look at the day. It was a beautiful day, sunny skies, good time in the afternoon on a long weekend, and there's ten thousand two hundred and thirty-one people that actually rocked up. We got more to a rainy Leichhardt on a Friday night at 6 p.m. That's worrying. That's worrying. I think sacking Madge, I think a lot of people just set set a lot of people over the edge. They were all just, look, don't get me wrong. The longer I think about it now, I understand why he got sacked. Like everyone understands why he got sacked. It's been a downward slide. 
for three and a half years. Yeah, look, we're getting some good footy now. But I'll be 100% honest, like the more I think about it, that, that wasn't Madge that was giving us good footy. That was players. That was buying the right halfback. That was, you know what I mean? That there is there is other reasons why. And yes, look, you can say they were playing for Madge, but I, I understand why he got sacked. Um, the, the fact is, why didn't they do it nine months? Like, why didn't they do it mid like midway through the preseason or anything like that? They, they do it now. It's just absolutely stupid. As Rob said, there's no vision. It's always flipping and flopping around the joint, just saying, oh, look, we're just sort of going to, we're going to go this way for a little bit, see how it goes. If it doesn't work, you know what? We'll go back and try it the other way. And I just don't think that's good enough. Um, the fact that Pasco and the board don't get any blame and the fact that Lee just goes on all these interviews and I'll be honest, every interview I've heard from him gets me more and more worried because... The first was the Adokar stuff and the Latrell stuff. When I heard all those interviews, I was like, hmm, mate, you're putting all your eggs in one basket. What happens if they don't sign? Oh, but we've got a heads of agreement. So what? What happened? He didn't come here. So now it's almost like every single interview that he says, I just do not believe a word that comes out of his mouth at the moment. I really don't. Um, and that's the chairman of our board. Righto. So, Lee, I said when we were talking about Rob sending his message, my jaw literally almost hit the floor when I read it, and you guys will see soon. But I said to Rob, "Look, we can't, um, we can't, we can't um, show text messages." And then Rob pointed out that he literally finishes the message with, "You have, if you're going to use this as content, please read it out in full on the show." So. I mean, to, yeah, we're we're a little bit worried about it, but he's literally in in this. You'll see in this message, he's told us to to read it out in full. So, um, I don't don't know why he's told us to do that, but, um, yeah, we'll we'll show you guys what he said. Just give me a second so I can. You're not going to bite up first, Josh. Yeah, yeah. I'll just give me a second. I've got to switch screens. Yeah, good radio, good radio. <laughs> That's right, I haven't got a mouse. I haven't got a mouse. No, no, I've got it. I've got it. It's just my fingers. My fingers aren't um, working on the slider as quick. Okay, so I'll I'll read it out for those listening on audio, but um, for those yeah. watching on the video, you can see it. That's his reply, in, though, Josh. In front of you. Oh, do you want? Do you want to tell you what you sent first? Yeah, yeah, just. Show what show everything that was sent. So, because I've, I've only got his. Sorry, I didn't put yours in the slide. I've only got his up there. Do you do you want to read out what you said first? Uh, yeah. Well, I won't be able to do it on video. So, can you hear me now, still? Or do you want to? I'll do, I'll just read it out now. I'll just go to the go to my text. Okay. Yeah, I can hear. You. We can hear you. Okay. All right. Hang on a sec. Let um, me let me just bring that bring that off then. Uh, no, no. Well, I can't I can't put it on the screen, but I'll just read it out. Uh, good morning, Lee. I hope you receive this text well. I heard your radio interview on 2GB yesterday. Uh, you mentioned you're happy to receive emails from 400,000 fans should they wish. As co-host of Westlife Podcast, I can save you some time. We're the most listened to single-team podcast in the country. That includes US sports. 
we get over 3,000 downloads a week, and that's without listens, and we aren't even uh, quantify some of the carriers. So we can reach an enormous amount of West Tigers fans. Would you be interested in being our guest either Tuesday or Thursday at 8.30 to answer questions on all things relating to West Tigers? Now, here's the, here's the key paragraph, guys. You will be treated with the utmost respect, even though personally I'm not a fan of our front office. So I was quite clear in, in where I stood with them. Uh, I haven't been happy with our media treatment, and we had Sydney Morning reporter Michael Shamus on the show recently, and he thanked me for how respectful we were. I look forward to your response, and I hope you can find the time to give the West Tigers fans the answers that they crave. Kind regards, Rob Bashara. Now you can read out his reply. Yeah. And, of course, we did the same thing with Michael Chamis, and we gave I mean, Michael, Cham Michael Chamis the utmost respect. And, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people it, – it did Michael a lot of good to, um, yeah, to interact with us. So, uh, right now, I've got, now you got to wait for my fingers to bring it, bring it back up. Um, a couple of people in the, the live stream have already seen the first slide, but um, righto. Hello, Rob. I, I have your text. I assume that it was sent in jest. What could possibly convince me to go on your podcast, given the vitriol and abuse you have directed to the West Tigers in general, uh, but to individual individuals within the organization in particular? How you call yourself a fan of the club is difficult to understand. You do nothing but criticize. I have nothing seen. I have never seen you post anything positive about the club. We are not immune to legitimate criticism, but the venom with which you spew forth your abuse is disconcerting, if not disgraceful. You assert that you speak with authority, often quoting sources within the organization, and then go on to complain about the leaks from the club. Not hypocritical, question mark. And what authority or experience do you have to express what you assert to be facts as opposed to, uh, as opposed, I think he means to your opinion? Um, as of course, you are uh, perfectly entitled to your opinion, but it carries no weight whatsoever. It may have if you had even uh, had even committed to become a member and put your money where your mouth is. You don't even do that. Coming on your podcast would do no more than endorse it and give it legitimacy something I have no interest in. You're publishing on my email address and inviting fans to contact me. I assume was some uh, some attempt to inconvenience or intimidate. It has failed. I have received one email. I will happily e uh, answer all emails I receive from members as opposed to fans. I appreciate those who are prepared to financially commit to the club. Like I do, they say they support. As to your kind invitation to appear on your podcast, I decline so that you can comfortably continue with venting your spleen, which obviously appeases your need to be relevant. From my perspective, you are not of any utility to my role as chair or the club itself. If you're intending to reference this communication in your podcast, please ensure it is published in full regards. You can go to my reply, Josh, if you like. I, I don't have it. Do you want to read it out? Sorry, I only put, I only put Lee's in the slide. Sorry, man. Yeah, sure. That's all good. Um, so, let me just see what the comments. All right, would have preferred you to read it um, because I really don't want to get to the part about my dad. But anyway, um, thanks for the reply, Lee. If you understood the pain and hurt our fans have suffered, knew what it was like to be a tiger, you'd understand. 
I'm not surprised by your response, but I certainly do appreciate you had the decency to reply. I'm glad you're familiar with my opinions on our front office as a whole and its lack of football knowledge. In particular, our CEO who screwed our cap so badly four years ago that it took the last two years to fix us, leaving us with the weak roster that we have. I fear for the future of this organisation. I'm great friends with many ex-Balmain players who share my view. And FYI, were pallbearers at my father's funeral. That's the level of love and closeness to the colours that you could never understand. My dad's best friend was Keith Barnes. My uncle pours thousands of sponsors to DMAR, via DMAR. And I've poured plenty but swore on my father's grave that as long as Pasco is CEO, I'd never become a member. Unlike the direction of this club that chops and changes all too often, I won't waver on that promise. My family bleeds for this club, so don't ever question my passion for this team. It's very hard and gut-wrenching trying to support a club that continuously shoots itself in the foot from a football stance. I wish you well and I'd back my lifelong knowledge of rugby league over you and your board every day of the week. We are 13th Lee, not 15th. I'd expect my chairman to know that if he claims to be concerned about our plight to know that. Once again, I appreciate your reply. Disappointed you won't be a guest on our podcast, but that's fine. As our CEO said on Tales of Tiger Town, words to the effect of, uh, he doesn't get too excited or too down. Perhaps if he bled the passion most of us fans do, we'd have success. Until then, I'll expect more of the same. I'll respect your boundaries as I've done with Pasco, whose phone number I have, but never call, never text or tag on socials because trolling is uncalled for. I won't bother you again. Just start bleeding for this club and have a burning desire and passion like the rest of us. We're sick of our football mismanagement. At some stage, you have to ask yourself, if coaches or players aren't doing what's expected, who hired those coaches and players, etc.? At some stage, you have to accept accountability for years of failure. If the next coach fails, is it his fault or is it the people that hired him whose fault? I shouldn't have texted you on a public holiday, but I'm glad you were man enough to reply. I respect that. Have a good afternoon. Fuck wit. That, that last bit obviously wasn't part of the message. No, Shane, I, was just, I was just talking to I someone. Know. I'm, um, Rob, I'll let, let you... Do you want to grab a glass of water or something? And I'm okay. I'm, sort of, I'm all right. You're all right? Shane, um, yeah, we touched on it earlier. Is there any... I mean, were you as shocked as I were to read that coming? Like, we obviously... Um, I couldn't believe what I was reading, to be honest. Yeah. We're, I couldn't we're, believe we're being critical that... of, critical of them, but to, to I wasn't expecting that. Oh look, we've definitely been critical of them, especially Pasco. Like it comes to a point where we def like they're trying to avoid saying that Pasco had anything to do with any footballing decisions, but we know that he did. He's mentioned that he has had dealings with football decisions. Um, it's only recently, until obviously we've had a head of football, that he hasn't. And he has pretty much said, I'm pretty sure that was uh, sometime last year when Hardigan was announced that he's not having anything to do with football. And um, it's just funny that through Lee, we're saying, oh, he never had any issue. He never had any say in anything, blah, blah. But 
He's literally said he has. Um, it's just it's some of the stuff that was written. Like as I said before, he's just worrying the fact that he he says that he's happy to talk to any member, but not a fan. Um, as we've mentioned, there's there's other there's reasons why people don't want to commit money to the club because let's be honest, like where are we going? We're we're going backwards again after we just started thinking that. We're going forward. Like we're seeing some good footy and now we're back to this. Um back to the circus that is West Tigers, which is it's not very fun, is it? Um especially with like obviously getting to news that Luch just got let go just for the sake of it. Um just things like that. It's just again, it's just we're back to the shit that we always always seem to do. And um just the way that's a good decision. Oh, I, look, I, don't get me don't get me wrong. I I've get actually, it. I've said one positive thing about the club tonight. That's a good decision. Please write the time down that I said that. That's one good decision. We can use we can use that money for cap space for paying someone this year, next year, whatever the case may be. I, I got no problem. Well, what what pissed this, me off? This is the only reason why I'm hoping they did it was to upgrade our current players. If they go and sign Staines, that's a joke. That that would do my head in because I don't rate him as like he's not that good. Every time he's played for Panthers, he's struggled in such a really good team. If they don't use that money to upgrade, then there's there's absolutely no point of doing it. And, well, what and I'm worried that Staines got caught. Like Staines's name was up there today saying that he might be coming. I was just like, great. <laughs> great. Shane, what, what about the arrogance to say, I don't want to come on your pod to give your pod legitimacy, all right? Like, that—that that is ridiculous. His job, he should be the biggest man within the organisation. And what I mean by biggest, not as big physically as me, bigger than me up here, okay? Put the fans first. He had a chance to reach out to fans tonight. We don't need him on the on the pod to be legitimacy. Not, not at all. We've got... Sydney Morning Herald, Telegraph, Fox Sports, SEN Australia, SEN New Zealand, and our fans and everything like that. We don't need him to be legitimate. I don't do this like this appeasing or, or having this need or desire. Firstly, we need to clear a couple of things here, guys. This is Josh Barnett's podcast. Okay. Westlife We're a team, though. We are a team. No, we are a team, but this is your baby. This is your dream. You invited me on 22 months ago, and you actually won't remember this, Josh. I declined. You actually asked me to come on for an event, and I declined. I thought, what am I going to achieve? Okay, I came on. It seemed to resonate with a lot of fans. You got me back on a few weeks later, and then you, me, and Shane have formed a chemistry and a bond, and, and we've got a lot of fans and people we love and we always interact with, and, and we go gangbusters. Now, what Lee needs to know that you guys would be too proud of, Josh is a school teacher. He'll take... Uh, no, not technically no, but yeah, well, I, I do... You, know, know, you, you, yeah, do yeah. You, you do your classes before work yeah. sometimes. You do classes after work. You've got a yeah. two-year-old, young. you've got a young family. Shane's working working his ass off all day and gives his time to this podcast. And and I give my time to the podcast and we do it... Not Look, my I've got three reasons I do this podcast. And, and they're in this order, guys. I'm not a martyr. I do the podcast. Of course, I love doing the podcast. That's for me. That is selfish. That's me. I love doing it. I love talking rugby league. Number two, I love my team. So if I've got the chance to talk about West Tigers, I'll do it at the drop of the hat. 
And number three, I do love interacting with the fans. Everyone that comments on anything I tweet, I will either like or have the decency to respond to them because they've taken the time to read what I've put down there. So I'll give them the respect back and write to them or acknowledge them. And maybe that's a very small reason why this podcast has grown. So I do it for three reasons, but I'm not some martyr. Oh, I'm doing it for the fans, whatever. I do it for me. I do it because I love it. I do it because I get to talk about something I'm passionate about. So, but it's your baby, Josh, and he shouldn't be taking the piss out of you or Shane or me or anyone that puts their heart into the West Tigers or loves the West Tigers. And when we call out the club, whether we're right or wrong, okay, we want what's best for the club. No club goes 11 years without turning it around. No club would put up with a CEO for seven years and accept it and let him wash his hands of everything. I've reached out to media people and media people will not say a bad word about Justin Pascoe. Not one. Why? Because every time something happens, it goes straight out in the paper. Now, I wonder where that's coming from. But to be brutally honest, there's leaks within that whole organisation. When just uh, when Lee Hadjipentalis accused me of being hypocritical about my leaks, what do I try and find out? Who the player is that might be named this week? Like, is that a really evil thing to find out who's going to play or what's going to happen or, or this and that? I'm not leaking to the press a two-page spread to Michael Shamus as to why Michael Maguire should be sacked. I don't do that shit and give him all the details of an internal review that should be private. So the West Tigers need to wake up to themselves and start acting like a professional organisation. Our whole fan base is sick of it. And if we have to march at Concord to do something about it, we'll do it. And hurry up and finish that centre of excellence that you put in the wrong place. You are absolutely a disgrace to every fan, guys. You think you're doing a great job. And what you did the last two weeks, you've just set us back another year. We were going in a good direction and you've absolutely disassembled our 2022. There is no point even playing another game. We had no spirit on the weekend. We had no belief. The reason we had no belief, you took the coach away that had belief in the players, that was squeezing every little last ounce out of those players and making them play above themselves. And he loved those players. Okay, you're an absolute disgrace. He was the only man in that organisation that was a true Tiger. The rest of you are imposters. You want to challenge me on a forum or somewhere else? You don't want to speak to me on Westlife Podcast? I'll speak to you on radio, Lee Hadjipentalis. I'll speak to you anywhere. Okay, don't make out like you're this big, almighty, you, we need your blessing for you to legitimise our podcast. Who the hell do you think you are? Concentrate on your rugby league club. Make it fucking work. Okay, we're fucking sick of you and sick of it. Okay, do something and stick to it. Stop changing your plans. We've had enough. That's true. We've had enough. Um, I mean, we're, back, we're backwards again, guys. Let's let's be honest. I, Rob said a year behind. Sacking Madge said it's a year. Look, I reckon two, three. I can have set us back two or three years. They shouldn't be yeah. able to sleep at night, guys. They should be not able to sleep at night. They should be saying, what the fuck are we going to do to get out of this mess? What are we going to do to get out of this mess? Do they really want us to wait another two or three years? Is this what we've really got to do again? Again. Seven weeks ago, we were on top of the world. We had back-to-back wins, wins in the last minute of games after round seven. Things were looking up. Now we're back to dead shit alley. Absolutely back. It's worse than after we were 0 and 5. It's worse than the Cronulla loss. There is literally no hope. We've basically said rightfully 
Luch, see you later. We may as well let Kelma go. We may as well not even show up to a game. Seriously, we will not win another game. We will get lapped on the weekend. The boy's heart wasn't interested in the game. As one Twitter follower said, it was like they'd lost a loved one. They had nothing to play for. We had no line speed, absolutely no line speed. And having watched the game again, we should have won by 20 or 30 points. Manly were awful. Seven tackle repeat sets, throwing intercepts in their own quarter line. They had no Daly Cherry Evans. They had no Tom Travojevic. They're two best players. We were in the game at 8-6 still. We, we just didn't look committed. We didn't look interested. That's what you do when you sack your coach halfway through the year. If you stuck to your plan, you get rid of him last year or you see out his contract. So wherever you stand on match, whether you, you should have sacked him or you shouldn't have sacked him, you either sacked him correctly or you sacked him at the wrong time. Either way, you fucked it up for all of us. And we have to suffer. This is what we look forward to on the weekends. This is what people spend their hard-earned money on. To go watch what? Canterbury, who's coming last, lap us and hand us with our first wooden spoon in our 23, in 23rd season. That's what's going to fucking happen this year. Yeah, there was five or six blokes in that coach's box staring at each other the other day like, what the fuck are we going to do? Brett Kamali needed two hands to hold a fucking two-way radio. We looked like a fucking joke. We looked like a junior rugby league team. Enough of this. Enough. Someone's got to pay the price for what's going on. No accountability. And the biggest bloke that needs to go is Justin Pascoe. Seven years of misery. Seven years of misery. We need a new look. We need a new stench. He needs to get the fuck out of there. Josh, can you pull up that comment about the Broncos board and CEO? Yeah. I saw it flash. I just saw it flash up before. It's a longer comment. Yeah, the, the, we're good. Thanks everyone joining us tonight. We've got like literally hundreds. I can't keep up. My finger can't scroll quick enough with the comments. Uh, who said it? Sorry to those listening on the audio. It just, it just flashed up. It just flashed up, but. It, it was something along the lines of Broncos were absolutely shit for two years. They literally did a massive clean out top to bottom. CEO, the board, the whole lot went. Now have a look at them. Like it's, it, it shows that it isn't just players. It isn't just coach. Your front of house and your board def- definitely has an impact on results on the field as well. Um, decisions being made, all that sort of stuff. It's... Ben Eichen has made every good move, Shane. Ben Eichen has been amazing for them. 100%. And and that's what that's what really shits me because we just stick to the same shit. Look how they handled the Payne Haas situation, guys, two weeks ago. Payne Haas. Yeah. Shut manager, up and manager you wait till the end of the year. We're leaving. We want out, blah, blah, blah. Now they've kind of cooled it down. They're going to discuss it at the end of the year. Whether they do or they don't, they haven't ruined their run. They've won so many games. I think they've won like seven out of their last eight games. They're on a roll. They haven't disrupted anything. That's how a professional handles a season and saves a season going well. Our CEO in 2016, when Jason Taylor wouldn't put his most valuable player, Robbie Farrer, in the team, who one was the origin hooker, two had had back-to-back great performances off victories against Penrith and South. We're in the top eight. We go play Gold Coast at Campbelltown. And Jared Haynes says, that's my house, while Robbie Farris kicking a field goal in New South Wales Cup. And we lose by one or two points because Mitch Moses or whoever was playing that day, Luke Brooks, I can't remember, missed point blank goals or field goals or whatever. That was a four-point swing, guys. We wouldn't be talking about 11 years of no finals. We would have made the finals in 2016. But we didn't have the boss 
with the gumption to call a coach in and say, coach, you use our most valuable asset and you get it done. I don't care if you blokes hate each other. You will work together and you will get it done. You don't put your best player in reserve grade because you hate the bloke. There was That was nothing more than an assassination of our greatest player. And if you want to blame Madge for why we don't get players, what a crock of shit. How you treated Robbie Farrow was a signal to the rugby league world. A kid that was an Enfield junior, a Leichhardt junior, came up through all the Balmain juniors, represented his uh, club, won a premiership, rep captained his state, represented Australia, represented Lebanon. And what did you do? You said, fuck off, we're going to back Jason Taylor. Fair enough, you took a stance. But guess what you did six months later? You sacked Jason Taylor. No wonder Tedesco and Moses ran out the door. You don't know what you're doing. You've continuously ruined this club. In Lee Pagiantella's defence, he wasn't there at the time. But guess who was? Justin Pascoe. And, and it's just gone on and on and on and on. But there's no accountability taken. He screwed up the ambassadorship. He cost the club $619,000 or thereabouts. We lost $300,000 of salary cap for two different years. Why wasn't he made to pay then? He got a suspension and everything. Why didn't we say, mate, go? You've done nothing. Oh, Justin's in charge of corporate this and corporate that, whatever. Fine. You've moved him on to a new section. But at the end of the day, his stench stays with the club. And as long as his face is in that organisation, we're going nowhere, guys. And if you don't believe me, don't believe me. It's not fact. It's my opinion. But guess what, guys? We've got seven years to prove that we've done nothing under Justin Pascoe. So you want to keep him for another three years? Be my guest. But don't expect people to stay on board with this club because we're all sick of it. I, I think you can just easily – any single social media post the West Tigers have at the moment, it's – um. But Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's um, you're not alone in that opinion, Rob. Can I go back, not change the subject, but go back a couple of subjects to defend my baby, as you called it, Rob? Um, yeah. or this, well, this baby, podcast, yeah, yeah. Mate. Uh, the legitimacy thing, the thing is, it was never made to be a legitimate like podcast, and the, the beauty of this show is is we can be critical and of like of the performance of the players like just like any other media outlet but we can also do it it's basically it's the Fox sports or the the media outlet the, the aim the aim of this show is basically to be the outlet for West Tigers fans who want honest opinion be it good or bad because at the end of the day um, I don't know who's in charge of the media since Dan's left, but at the end of the day, they're they're a PR team essentially. They're going to talk positive about the club. They're never going to say negative. Like it's it's essentially public relations when you're working for, officially for the club. We don't want to be a legitimate podcast for the West Tigers. We we are for those the I don't use this often, but the motto I started with this show was for those whose life revolves around the West Tigers, and every single one of our listeners. That is the case. Like you, you would not listen to this podcast unless you're live. I do. I do not expect you to listen to this podcast unless you um, are absolutely obsessed and you emotionally ride, passionately ride the team, just like Rob. Rob's talking about here. So we we don't we never wanted to be a legitimate podcast. That's why I never named it with West Tigers in the name. Also, I thought that might have been a copyright issue, but that's another story. Um, but. <laughs> Like, yeah, this I started this. I, I hope 
like fans and like we we don't want we don't want Lee necessarily to be an, an enemy. As I said earlier, we wanted we brought Chamis. Michael, I mean, there's there's probably if there's one type of person more hated um, than CEOs, it might be NRL journalists. And we and Chamis came on as I said earlier, and I think he gained a lot of West, a lot of respect from West Tigers fans by how um, how he interacted and answered questions and laughed along with us and made jokes and um yeah it was just good pr but yeah the this show isn't isn't about that we we want to be um be try and be a voice for the fans we're not the voice for the club we're the voice for the people who are passionate about that club and the three of us and every single the 110 odd people that are watching this stream right now and the thousands of listeners that tune in every episode um are the same like the majority of them we've been following this club for 21 years and then Westwell magpies before it unless of course if you're younger than that but my point is our, our fandom has gone longer than any player any management any ceo of this club we've been west tigers fans well beyond that the majority of us like we've been west tigers fans our cupboards are full of west tigers jerseys from 2010 12 like we've ridden um the farrah era the the benji marshall eras into the all the the ivan clearies we've and just we're just being kicked kicked year after year the last several years we're just being kicked kicked to the curb and yeah as you said we're we're just over it like we're not and Unfortunately, we're we're not trying to be the PR people. That's what your media, the West Tigers media, should be doing. You're the PR people. We're not the PR people for the West Tigers. We're going to call the club as we see it, and that's why you're so popular, Rob. You look at all these comments. I can't I can't keep up with these comments coming through. Who was so who was like supporting you, uh, and seeing your passion. And I saw um, one of our Patreon members. Um, before retweeted like I said he's basically crying along with you and like they're passionate fans and we we're all in the, in the same boat here we're watching the team that we're obsessed with is like it's embarrassing it's, like it's, it's dying yeah it's we, dying. we're like Guys, it's, can, it's, I, can i tell you can i tell you what like, I just one, one last thing rob just yeah, sure. one thing this club is so embarrassing i don't, I don't know if the um, the chair and the CEO realize that as a West Tigers f- fan, not a member, any of the fans who wear the logo, if if we wear a logo around, like, and I know we're not school children, we're, we're grown adults. I, I proudly wear the logo every single day. I'll have the logo on my head, my shirt, or my shorts, literally every day, unless um, somehow my wife's convinced me to dress up because we're going to some dinner or something. I always have the West Tigers logo on my body somewhere and hundreds of thousands of people are in the same boat. But right now, like, it's gotten to the point where the fans aren't even just giving a shit anymore. They're legitimately, other clubs are feeling sorry for us. I don't even get messages about losses anymore because people are just like, just feel sorry for us. Like, it's just... Josh, people laugh at you. When you wear a West Tigers pair of, mer- like, any merchandise but I still will. the West but Tigers, I just, like, I legitimately before, laugh at you. Like, I've said you- before... I work. I work with kids, and I, I I joke jokingly all the time. The kids are massive bandwagoners. This generation, don't get me started. The 
they'll jump on the winners. And they, they always say to me, why do you go for the West Tigers? And I said, because I've, my family go for the West Tigers. I've always gone for them. And a co-worker of mine's a Bulldogs fan, and people they say the same thing to him. And he says, no, you stay loyal to your team. Like, and you, like... You, you stick thin through the hard the hard times, but I don't I, I don't know if there's an NRA, a Australian sporting franchise that has been down and out for as long as ours has, and it's just it's exhausting. The fact that this show has become so successful, and I appreciate every single of the thousand listeners that we've gained since you you boys have come on. Like it's it's just incredible that the club's getting worse, but this show is growing because people people love suffering alongside each other we're we're all in it together it's it doesn't matter who the boss is who the players are that logo is all of us sorry well, it's, it's, it's a fan forum at the end of the day and i think doing this live it's better than the forum, we've, just saying well it's the best thing we've ever done going live um being able to interact with fans of the podcast of the club just makes it heaps heap it just makes it worth it you can you can interact you can answer questions as you go on and you know what like it's it's what it's about um we're all in it together we all suffer together and hopefully one day we all share the glory together what why why wouldn't why wouldn't lee hedger pentelis want to come on the show for a number of reasons okay let me explain he can reach out to thousands of listeners if he's right and i'm wrong he can make me look like a fool take me on publicly which i've got no problem with okay the other thing I would say, and, and I'll tell you what I'd do if the roles were reversed, guys. Firstly, I'd be the bigger man I'd come on the show, even if I hated who I had to speak to. But I'll tell you what I would have said to me when I sent that message to Lee. I would have said, Rob, I'll come on the podcast as long as you're not on the show. I'll speak to Josh and Shane. I would have found a way to interact with the fans and get my message across, even if I had a grudge with someone. But that's the lateral thinking that these guys don't have. Okay, that's what I would have done. I would have said, look, I'll come on the show. I'll come on your podcast, Lee, but I don't want to speak to you, Lee. I'll speak to Justin and Tim. Okay, that's what I would have said. And and throw it back on me and put me in a situation where I've got to decide, do I want our listeners to hear from our chairman or not? And, and I would have stepped aside and let him happily come on and do that. But ultimately, this guy just wants to run away from the real fans. And he considers members the only real fans. Well, look, you can look on my Twitter account, guys. I've got a cousin of mine who's been a 16-year member. He's he's the most amazing guy. In the in the 90s when Balmain were absolutely hopeless and we're never going to make the finals, my cousin Mark, we would say, Rob, we're going to make the finals this year. We're going to make the Always the optimist. He's been a 16-year member. He's got four premium passes. He's on a disability pension. He's unemployed. Even in 2020, he still gave his money to the club. He said, Rob, I've had enough. He sent an email today to Justin Pascoe, whether he gets a phone call back or not. Uh, I don't know, but he's basically said the coach has gone after half a year. Luciano Leilu has gone after half a year. Can I have half my membership back? Because seeing as we've accepted that 2022 is a fait accompli, why should I not get half of my money back? You know, I don't want to go to games anymore. So let's see how that replies. There was another guy, I think his name is Matt Bannell. I stand corrected, Matt, if I've pronounced your name wrong. 12-year member. He handed in his membership, said, I'm not going to be a member anymore. He got a call a few weeks later from the membership team asking, would he reconsider being a member? He said no, and they politely hung up. They didn't ask, Matt, why aren't you a member anymore? What have we done wrong? What can we do for you? We don't want to lose you. You've been part of our club for 12 years, Matt. There is no soul or spirit 
within this club, okay? And that comes from two ex-employees. There is no tiger spirit. There is no soul. This is totally about money. There's not, a club is about people. You love people within a club. You know, we love Benji. We love Robbie. We love Gareth. We love Liam. It's about loving those players. We're going to love them for a lifetime. And even the guys that didn't make semifinals, you fall in love with the players. How do you fall in love with a management that treats its own like rubbish? As much as a mess Ivan Cleary left us in, thank God he got Benji Marshall and Robbie Farrer back and righted some wrongs that the club did. Because the way we've treated our legends in the past is an absolute disgrace and it's nothing to be proud of. And every person that's played for that club should want to come back to that club or look on that on that on their time with that club as one of the best times of their lives. Not look back at it and go, geez, they treated me like shit. Gee, that ended really badly. This is a club that needs to look in the mirror and just say, what can we do to be better? Now, where they, they might claim they're doing that. So, Lee, that's my opinion if you're listening or if you've got one of your cronies listening. But you guys need to have a look at yourself because you're stuck in that con uh, Concord cocoon and you don't know what's going on in the outside world and you've left all the keys with Mr. Tim Sheens. Okay, because you basically regurgitated everything Tim Sheens has said in terms of development coach and all that sort of stuff. Um, Josh, have I got time to go into the development coach argument for a sec? For like two yeah. secs? Can, while, while you ramp up that, can I just address one comment, one sure. hater in the comments? Sure. They can hate all they want. I don't care. It's... Nathan, so Nathan, I assume he's tuned out by now because he said this po podcast is getting deranged. So, Nathan, we don't expect, again, we're not we're not trying to be legitimate. We don't expect every West Tigers fan to enjoy it. But the three of us and as and every single person that I get on for the vent pod, we be ourselves. And if people don't like it, that's fine. We are who we are. And us being us has... Yeah, the show's gone from strength to strength. We have our haters, but we we're gaining gaining um, friends and yeah, and views and everything week after week. If you don't like it, I mean, you mate, know what? I'd, you know what? I'd love to say to the haters: it's fine. If you don't, you don't, if you you don't, don't like it, do it yourself. Yeah, it's free. You, you we literally, we this is free. You literally don't have to tune in. It's fine. That's it's it. like some, I'd love. So I can play about something on free to air TV. You can play about something on free podcast, to Josh. channel. Let me, let me see their podcast. Let me see what they're doing. Let me see what they're doing to engage with fans, get a group together. I don't know. Let's. I'd love to see the haters do what we do. Like, if, if you don't like yeah. it, do your own. But there's, there's thousands of podcasts out there. You don't have to listen to us. We don't expect... We're, we're a niche podcast. As... Um, uh, who was it? Someone tagged us in Clarkie's podcast list and saying we're oh, the top 10 in a row. And someone tagged us as a joke. And he said, well, they're too niche. And he's right. We're, we're niche. We're, we're not trying to be anything other than some than an outlet for West Tigers fans. We're, not, that's, we're just us. We're just passionate West Tigers fans giving giving a, a forum. I hate using the word forum. It sounds so nerdy. But it just makes me think of an online forum. But a, a platform. Platform's a good word. A platform for West Tigers fans, um, yeah. So come and yeah. It's, there's, there's too much hate between fans at the moment, and we're losing. Like it, it makes it worse. We're like we, we're creating a cool little community here, and um, yeah. If you don't like it, then 
I don't know. Go play solitaire or something. Anyway, was... <laughs> I like solitaire. That's good fun. <laughs> it's the first thing that came to my head. It's something that you do by yourself. But um... Mine, Minecraft. Um, what is it? Minesweeper. Minesweeper. <laughs> yeah. MS Paint. Right, Rob. What? Yeah. What I did was, you want to talk about again? Sorry. I was going to say, Josh. Last week, you know, we got into this whole development coach thing, which I told you guys that that's what they were going to run with, and that's why they were going to get rid of Madge. Look, Tim Sheens and Lee Hadjipentelis and Justin Pascoe, but literally Hadjipentelis and Pascoe have said it after Sheens has said it, so they've basically regurgitated what he said. They all said, we want a development coach. They thankfully, they, they were very respectful to Madge in the sense that they said he put his heart and soul and effort into it, but they've basically said he's not a development coach, um, you know, and he's had a ready-made team. And when we refer to him winning a premiership at South, he had a great team, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know what, just for Lee Hadjipentelis, I thought, I'm not going to give my opinion because I thought, what a crock. Okay, because to me, a good coach has to have three things. They have to be able to make a player better. I, I can't imagine a club hiring a coach that can't make any player better. Number two, they have to be good man managers. Number three, they have to have good tactical nous, especially during the game, change tactics, ad lib, whatever, have a good game plan pre-game. So they're, they're three key ingredients. So if you think of guys who, you know, if I had to summarise three blokes, like much hated person, but Brian Smith, he could make a reserve grader a first grader. He, he wasn't a great man, man manager, but he was a great uh, person for making, developing players. So he's a, he'd be a perfect development coach. Wayne Bennett is a perfect man manager. Uh, in terms of tactics and stuff like that, Warren Ryan or Gus Gould, they're, they're absolutely brilliant in terms of that. Now, on a, just a slight tangent, I don't think you need a development coach for first grade. I think the players have to come into first grade ready, having been prepped from their juniors and their lower grades. So by the time they get to first grade, they're ready for first grade. But that's that's another story again. Okay, but anyway, I went back and had a look at the South Sydney uh, team. I don't know if you've got it handy or not, Josh. Um, I sent you a photo of it today. But I've got... won't take me long to get it. Well, well, well while you do that, um, obviously yeah. on grand final day, they had 17 players in their squad. I went through those players. Uh, four of them were in their debut year. Four of them. Alex Johnson, Kurosami Avaha, uh, Appy Corusau, and Kyle Turner. Four in their debut year, 2014. Guys that were in their second year were Dylan Walker and Luke Keary, Tom Burgess. So that's four from 2014, three players from 2013. In their third year at the club were Adam Reynolds and George Burgess. So we've got nine players out of 17 that were either first year, second year, or third year. So 2014, 2013, 2012. Madge joined in 2012. Nine players from that team out of 17 were in their third year or less, four of them debutants. Lottie Takiri was only there for one year, so he just joined the team new. So he basically had 10 blokes there that had hardly been there for any amount of time. Appy Corusau was the hooker because Isaac Luke had been suspended. He'd hardly played a game of first grade before. He's the man that touches the ball the most. The dummy half touches the ball the most in a game, and they went on to win the premiership. So... Tim Sheens is entitled to his opinion. And, hey, he's won four premierships. I haven't. But Justin Pascoe and Lee Hadjimantelis haven't won anything. So I'm entitled to say what I think there, all right? You prove to me how uh, Michael Maguire isn't a development coach when he was with Adam Reynolds from day dot. 
Okay, when he joined in 2012, Adam Reynolds was there, and within two years, they'd won a premiership. So this talk about Michael Maguire not being a development coach is actually very disrespectful to Michael Maguire, and perhaps they should have done some research. And if they thought all these things about Michael Maguire three or four years ago, why did they hire him? So whichever way you look at it, our club does not do their research. Um, so I just think they've just painted Madge in a poor light. And if someone else said, oh, well, we don't want to get Madge, he needs developed players or he needs ready-made stars, what a crock of shit. Nine out of 17 players had only been there three years or less. So I think Magic knows a lot more than, you know, what a few of our guys in our club think they know. So that's all I wanted to say about that, guys. But, um, yeah, just wanted to bring that up. Don't believe me, guys. Believe the stats. It's... Shane, any thoughts on that? And um, while you're there, as I see you in the in the room, we'll let Shane um, go off to get his beauty sleep soon. So you want to switch your camera on and we'll sub you in to... Uh, We'll actually talk about the football on the field. Um, yeah, that happened, albeit an hour into the show. But um, go, Shane. Yeah, I, I just never understood saying that he isn't a development coach. As, as Rob said, like the players should know, like why are you developing players in first grade? That doesn't make any sense. You should be developing the players through your junior ranks so that when they hit first grade, they are able to play. Yeah, look, they might be able to play every minute of every game, but they should be able to play your grand of football. That's what you've brought them up to do. Um, what, what is a development coach? Like, what is it? I, I've never really heard of it being thrown around. All of a sudden, it's development coach this, development coach that. It's, it's just a coach. If Cameron Serraldo is a development coach, what do we need him in first grade for? He needs That's to be it. lower than first grade and develop the players. Like it's just a, it's just a phrase that Tim Sheens has come up with, which is his he's right to do. He's the boss of football now, okay. But the other two have just jumped on board with it. Oh, if Tim said it, we've got to go with it too. So you know, it's it's just a crock of shit. Every coach is a development coach. Absolute rubbish. You you might specialise more in other things. So Wayne Bennett, for example, wouldn't be a development coach. But I tell you what, the way he develops them into men. They seem to grow under him. But in terms of technicality and stuff like that, no, Wayne isn't a development coach. But a lot of great players have started with Wayne at 17, 18 and, and gone on to great things. So, yeah, I, I just call bullshit on that, to be honest. But that's my opinion, uh, Lee Hadjabentelis. doesn't have to be fact. The fans can make up their own mind. Right, Shane. Um, I'll let you, let you go nine eyes. Um, yeah, your beauty sleep. Brush, me pegs and brush me pegs and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh staying up late with us. Good to see you, um, Shane. That's all good. Yeah, we'll um, we'll, we'll all catch up soon. soon. We'll catch up soon. Uh, everyone say good night to Shane in the chat. See you guys. See you, buddy. See you, and we bring in Aaron off the bench, Aaron Thompson. How you, how uh, mates, how um. How did you find that first hour of the show? Sorry, we, we were we're very we're very passionate tonight. It um it we'll was a, a bloody good listen. Before. It was a very bloody good listen. Uh, I commend you, Rob, for for sending the message in the first place, and uh, even more on your reply after he replied to you. Uh, very well said. Absolutely everything you said was spot on, and I agree one hundred percent with it. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. So a football game did happen uh, on the weekend, and as it was good to um, catch up and sit uh, 
alongside. I've, I've, sat, I've sat and watched the football, watched the West Tigers play um, with all three co-hosts this year. That was um, <laughs> an aim for this year. It'll be good to get all four of us together at um, at once. We still haven't managed that. But um, 30 to 4. I probably wasn't that good to sit and uh, listen to the game with since for most of the, well, for the first part of the second half, I was just trying to eat my fish and chips and, the, yeah. and everything started to go horribly wrong. And then I lost my wallet, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> which <true. laughs> I got back, which I have, I have to go to Concord to pick up tomorrow. So we'll see if they let me in. Uh, right over 30 to four. Um, yeah, this game, man, it's one of those games. I said to you as, as I was going by, there was just, look, we, we were dominated in the end, but it was close. I saw a few people tweet it. Maybe it was you, Rob, tweeted it out. Basically, we played for 50, 60 minutes and then just the last 20 minutes, shit. Like, it just... Yeah, that wasn't me. The, ga- the, game, the game was there to be won, as you said Definitely. earlier, Rob. Definitely. Um, you know, Manly scored, what, two tries in the last six minutes? I think it was 18-8 or thereabouts. 18-6, 18-8, something like that. 18-4, whatever it was. Um, but, yeah, like, the sin bin obviously hurt us with 20 minutes left. It's really weird. I watched I watched the game partly on the phone. I got to watch the second half at home because I was out for lunch. And having watched it the first time, I was like, you know what? Guys' hearts weren't in it. Yeah, sure, with the ball, you never really noticed too much. But in defence, there was a lot of hand grabbing, uh, a lot of good players that had a lot of missed tackles to their name that normally don't have missed tackles to it. So I watched the game again, guys. When I watched the game again, I, I totally got the shits. And not with our team. We, we got a dud. We got some really dud calls, especially after Noffa took an intercept and we ran upfield. Like the, the score was, you know, two points of difference at the time or thereabouts. We never got a sin bin from the ensuing couple of tackles. We never got any penalties. Um, I think I stand corrected, but I think Jacko might have put a kick that one of the Manly players caught, like a grubber kick or something, and smothered it. But they went down the other end of the field and basically as they're getting to their last tackle, they get a penalty. And you just think, come on, man. Like, you could have given us a penalty, a sin bin, anything down the other end. But I was always worried pre-game last week that if we got way behind, that we'd kind of drop our bundle. And and that's what we did. But we we were playing with 12 men too, guys. But, mm. yeah, there was a lot of hand grabbing, a lot of stuff near the end that, you know, sticking arms out and stuff like that. It just – I still think we would – I reckon if the boys were up for the game with their previous coach, I think the scoreline would have been the other way around. Man, they were awful. As I said earlier in the podcast, two seven-tackle sets from bad kicks, uh, an intercept thrown by Garrick in his own quarter line. We couldn't capitalise. We're only a couple of points down at half-time, and Naden should have scored a try as well. I think if we score from that intercept or, or ensuing Sinbin or penalty, we might have needed to get a try to get a bit more enthusiasm, but the enthusiasm levels were just a little bit down, guys. And as I said earlier, they, they looked like they were playing you know, in mourning, really. They just weren't. They weren't themselves, and and rightfully so. The the guy that believed in them, uh, that had faith in them, wasn't there anymore, and and, and it showed. Um, we haven't really addressed the Luciano Leilua news. We kind of got, um, yeah, a little bit. We're not really going uh, too much off a uh, run sheet tonight, but um, the Luciano Leilua being released early. I mean, if you watch this game, as I think we were pretty much saying it as we're watching it, that we might as well let let him go. It's He's basically, whether or not he was doing a Mitch Moses and doing it on purpose, because I feel like he's been kind of doing it 
um, for a while now. He asked to be released pre-season. Look, at the end of the day, the season's finished. I'm, I don't know about you and everyone else. Let us know in the comments. But, man, just just cash out. Cash our chips in. Let the guys that are leaving, you might as well get their money now if they're on good money and just start using that cash towards um, upgrading the guys that need to re-sign, pay them now to save money in the future. Like, I know, like, we want to be have a competitive team, that sort of thing. But, I mean, blood, blood some juniors, upgrade some juniors to fill those last roster spots. We've still got heaps of cap room, so who knows? We might um, get an overspill from another club. We might get someone in. Um, and we're better off getting someone from another club who signs for the next couple of seasons than someone who's going to leave um, the f- yeah after Mad Monday. So what do you, what do you think, As about letting Luch go? Look, I'm not happy about it, uh, especially because it does feel like he was tanking. I feel like we should do what a lot of other clubs do, and if a player wants to leave or has their foot halfway out the door or whatever, don't let them leave early. Let them sulk um, in reserve grade because they obviously don't want to be in first grade. I, I'll disagree with you on one point. I don't think he was playing all that terribly. I think he was still playing for Madge while Madge was there. I think it was really only this game just gone mm. where he started to... Where, where he basically had his foot out the door and was, yeah, already essentially on his way out. Yeah. I've, I'm disappointed he's gone. Um, he's going to be good for North Queensland if he picks his shit up. Um. Obviously, they're, they're going to be playing finals footy, and I don't see them dropping out of the top eight with uh, how they're going and their current records. So, good on him. Good luck to him. Rob, your thoughts on Luch leaving? Yeah, um, I said this on Twitter earlier. I think from rounds one to seven, Luciano Leilua was our best forward by a planet. He absolutely carried that team even in our first five losses, and then he was pretty good in our two wins. I, I don't know if you guys remember, he, he kind of looked like he got injured against St. George. Um, and I don't think he's ever been quite the same since then. I, I love the bloke and I've heard the allegations of tanking on the weekend. I'm never going to accuse Luciano of tanking, but it looked like tanking. But I'm not going to say <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say he tanked. But I mean, Is that man, Gordon Tallis thing? What, what if I said I think you're a cheat? To, no, to but I mean, yeah. you know, like, man... This, honestly, why wouldn't you want to get out of there? Seriously, why would you want to stay with with a club that's basically said, guys, we've got no hope of making the final? So so we've lost the South, and I thought that was our grand final. But realistically, if we beat Manly, Canterbury, North Queensland, uh, sorry, New Zealand, we'd be on 14 points and, and we'd be within, you know, reach of the, of the top eight. So basically, by sacking the bloke who was the only bloke that believed in the players, because he's actually came out publicly after the South game and said, well, I think we can win all our games. Whether uh, Maguire was being delusional or not, that's a different thing. But at the end of the day, he said, I believe in these players enough to win games. And then management has said, mate, you're out. We don't believe you. Well, what, is that, what a signal does that send to the players? They're basically, not only before the game, they said, we're looking towards 2023. So they, they've just basically written off 2022, even with their public statements. Not my opinion, Lee Hadjabentelis, what you guys said publicly. So... You know, what do you expect from a team when this we've basically said that the season's over, but, hey, guys, go out and do your best. Go out and win. 
Like, come on, guys, it's, it's mixed signals. It's I know they're professionals. I know they're entitled to show up. But at the same time, I think you've got to remember they are human beings and they need time to digest. You know, they had a coach there. Not all of them were there for three and a half years, but they had a coach there that believed in them. You know, whether he should or he shouldn't, it was a different story. But he had faith in those blokes. And there'd be guys there that love match that would feel let down by him leaving. And it takes time to get over. Perhaps if they were going to sack Madge, they should have done it a week earlier. So we had a lot more time to be prepared for the Manly game mm. instead of being gutless and doing it the day before State of Origin, which I told you was going to happen because it would make the most, or sorry, the least amount of noise and get drowned out by the pre-game Origin hype, which is exactly what they did. Um, did you? What do you guys think of Jackson Hastings' performance? So going through the numbers, his his touches are well, well down on what we expected. Like that, the whole. Remember, we were talking about how he touched the ball nearly a hundred times in a game. Luke Brooks touched the ball more. He kicked the ball more. Like I think Jacko. Um, yeah, I, I heard Kelly on our Discord said today. The word is that. Basically, Jacko, he really can't re-injure, make his injury any, any worse by playing. But, um, yeah, he could make it better by surgery. Like, so we might even have to shut Jacko down soon. Like, he's he's definitely carrying something in that in that foot. Did thoughts on Jacko's game? As he's definitely being hit. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Getting emotional too. Yeah, my, my throat. <laughs> um, he's definitely being hampered by that foot, uh, and it's it's a little bit disappointing to see that he's not able to contribute one hundred and ten percent like he has done week after week after week. Um, I hope, I hope he can still play, but if he needs to, if he needs to sit down, get surgery on it or whatever, and that rules him out for the rest of the season, well, then that rules him out. Like you said, the season's pretty much done and dusted at this point. We can't come back from three wins and ten losses. So, if yeah, if he needs to sit out for the rest of the season, get right for the preseason, and then come in all guns blazing and ready to steamroll whoever we play round one next year, then do do that. Rob, your thoughts? Oh, look, the season's over, guys. Um... Jacko was down on his form. I, I, I stand corrected, Josh. You probably got the stats there, but I think he missed four tackles. Um, the last one on Josh Alloway didn't look great. He just looked like he stuck his left arm out. But, you know, man, he's, he, he's probably one of Madge's, you know, pet boys. He loves him. Uh, he's been carrying a you know, sore foot, as we know. He's been wearing a moon boot for a few weeks now. So, look, he, he was down on his touches and whatever. But, you know, Jacko, you know, He'll he'll hopefully snap out of it and get back to his best. But yeah, he he, he was he was a shadow of you know the player that owned those games against Parramatta and South, you know, six and seven weeks ago. I do have the stats here. Just let me bring them up on the screen. So I went and created with my limited design skills some um some. Stats leader uh, graphic. So here's the backs here. So um, so he, he still had the most runs for a back, 19 tied with uh, Kenny. Kenny had 172 metres. But uh, have a look at that line break and try assist. And line break, obviously line break assist. 
categories there, guys. Um, yeah, zero, a duck egg, not a single line break from um, from our backs. So the most touches, Lids had the most with 74, just ahead of Brooksy from memory. Um, Brooksy, nine kicks, 258 kick meters. Brooksy had the most tackles for the backs too, 39 tackles. Uh, he went to hooker late in the game, I think, but um, yeah, 39, but he did miss eight. So um, yeah, that, they were definitely running it at Brooksy a lot. And um, yeah, one no one made more than one error. So um, yeah, Brooksy was basically taking the reins. Um, but would you put it down... Forwards or backs, Aaron, who who let us down? We talked about line speed earlier, um, Rob mentioned. Like, was it a bit of both? Like, was it across the team? Like, it seemed like some games, the backs seem to do well and the forwards don't, the forward, and then vice versa. Like, who, who let us down? Forwards definitely let us down here. Uh, didn't make too many meters. Yeah, some of the defense through the middle was... Sloppy at best. Um, yeah, line speed in defense as well. Just terrible. Just the the backs, they can't, the backs and the halves in particular can't do much when the forwards aren't moving. And we know that from past experiences, past seasons. So I'd have to say it, yeah, it boils down to the forwards. What are your thoughts, Rob? Yeah, I have to agree with Aaron. It's mostly the forwards, but, you know, when we do our three, two, ones, I've got. Joffa and, and Twally in my points, so yeah, two of the forwards, mm. but yeah, the, the rest yeah, of the forwards, the, the west rest of the forwards weren't much job. I, I gotta say though, guys, I, I give Jacob Little, you know, a lot of grief on this pod. I, I thought he tried really hard in defense. Mm. I just thought I just thought he never gave up. Uh, you know, like he wasn't good enough to get in my points, but yeah, there's it was just I think there was just an overall vibe that like it wasn't a training run, but it, it kind of wasn't a first rate standard. I think I think most other teams in the competition, with the exception of, say, the Titans and the New Zealand Warriors, any any other teams in the comp would have thrashed both those teams on the weekend. We, we, we were, Both teams were absolutely awful. And I know, mm. and you probably think, well, how can you say that about Manly? Manly were awful. They really were awful. Watch the game another time. <laughs> they were terrible. Yeah, they were there, for the, they were there for the taking. Yeah, they were definitely there for the taking. Mm. Anyway. Uh, the forward stat leaders, so Joffa with 18 runs, but Twally, uh, meters and tackles leaders. So he had 161 meters, the most post contact. He had 63, and then 44 tackles, none missed. Um, the only try assist of the whole game was Kelma uh, to Lugana, obviously. Uh, Twally was one of only... Uh, only him and Lugana had line breaks in the whole game, so... Twally, half our line breaks was Alex 12, um, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, yeah, tackle breaks, Joffa with five. Play the ball speed, Jimmy's Harmour, 2.69. Um, only one offload. So it was three offloads from the forwards. Um, that was from Kilmer, Joff, and Zane, who had one each. So not like SFA freaking offloads, no second phase play. Uh, as I said, 44 tackles. Uh, the most missed tackles in the forwards, Luciano Leilua with six, which um, is uh, quite a lot. So, yeah. So, I mean, Alex Twole, Rob, he's he's in my points as well. I, I'd almost tempted to give him the three. But, um, yeah, people, 
people do they do we underrate him, overrate him? Like he's just just consistently puts up these numbers. This was in this, by the way, this was in uh, sixty one minutes, I believe. He didn't play the whole game. <laughs> Played three quarters of the game. I, th- I think last year I would say I've underrated him. Maybe this year I've overrated him. I don't. I don't know. I kind of. I'm not disrespecting Twally at all. I, I think he's. We need him. He, he's an integral part of our forward pack. But I also think, do we rate Twally so high because some of our other pack members, not not so much this year, but from last year, were yeah. pretty were pretty ordinary. Like, is, is he is he kind of like looking good because he's surrounded by some pretty ordinary forwards? But at the end of the day, you can't argue with his tackle efficiency. So in terms of tackling, it's fine. But what impressed me this year, especially like four or five weeks ago, was how hard he was running at the line and he was breaking some tackles and there was the odd pass every now and then. So I definitely think Wally's improved a lot. I'd definitely be, you know, I'd definitely be, you know, starting with him myself. But I've said that all year, but that, you know, that's something that was never going to happen. As um, thoughts on Twally, were there any forwards that, um, yeah, you could be positive about at all? Definitely Twally and Joffa. Yeah, Mm. Twally and Joffa. And I think I'd also say positive things about Garner as well. I think he had had to spend a little bit of time uh, in the centres as well, didn't he? While uh, Naden was off for his HIA. Yeah, Yeah. he scored. That's when he scored the try, yeah. Yeah, he scored scored when he was in the centre. Yeah, while Kelmer was replacing him in the second row. Um, So those are the three I'd be able to say positive things about um, Joffa. I've said it previously, but ever since he made those comments after that loss to the Sharks, he's just ripped in and gone to another level. Um, and he's playing for the team, which is really good to see. So, yeah, those three for me. So, just um, to address, so coming in this episode, we were aiming to film the preview as well as the the review in this rob i think we're just it's uh it's been been a long one already and i think maybe yeah, we'll save we'll save we'll save the preview for thursday we'll do it on yeah, our normal night so we'll go live again on thursday night um yeah so we'll talk about adam returning and that sort of thing on thursday right we'll do three two one boys do you, has anyone rob have you got yours ready to go yeah, I've got uh, Joffa for three. I won't hold you up. Joffa for three. Twally for two. Even though you can he hold just... me up, so I can type him in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Twally, <laughs> uh, Twally for two. And even though he did miss a few tackles, I thought he looked really dangerous with the ball in attack and with his link play. Uh, I put Dane Laurie in for one. Righto. Um, I'll let you do Shane's this week again. Uh would have been good to get Shane's considering he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was here. But yeah, but he didn't watch the game, so he just would have had to make it. Yeah, up. he could have just said, "I don't know the guy, get... the guy heating up the pies at the canteen." Um, as who do you, who do you want? Oh, Let geez. us know in the comments too, guys. I saw a couple of people were dropping theirs in there as well. You put me on the spot here. I wasn't expecting to have to do a three-two-one. Uh, give me a moment to think about it if you want to do yours okay. first. Josh. I'll. I've got similar to Rob. But different order. I'm going to go Twally first because, man, he's just absolute machine. Um, when there's not much really to um, brag about in the game, you, you have to go back to the guy who just worked his ass off and 
put his body on the line. It was that kind of game. Um, and Joff for two. So the one and two switch for the one. Um, and it's hard to... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm tossing up between one. What do you, are you th- got your thoughts ready? Has while I think about <laughs> oh, <come> on, <laughs> <laughs> just go backwards and forwards, eh? Ghana, yeah, yeah Alex said Ghana, uh, in the comments. I was thinking, I was seeing Ghana as well. I'm, I'll go LG, I'll go LG. Hold on, fair enough. I'll, I, I respect it, right? So, I'll go, okay, Things I'll are doing go, this quick. <laughs> I'll go Joffa for three, Twally for two, and I'll go Kenny for one. Same as yeah, Rachel's. Rachel's Rachel Rachel there. Yeah, yep. good timing. <laughs> that worked perfectly. Yeah, uh, what did, about did. this one from Brocker? Rob Bashara three, Rob Bashara two, Mike's <laughs> 12. Brocker, why didn't I get the one, mate? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have no clean points. sweep for Rob tonight. <laughs> Tim, the ref, the ground announcer, and the ball boy. Um, Actually, I'll give. Actually, you no, know, I should have given the one point to the person who handed my wallet back to the uh, club. I've got to pick up tomorrow. They get a. They get oh. a point. Whoever they are, I don't know who it is. They didn't um, leave their name unless they took I'll, the uh, out of it. I'll give a supplementary one point to whoever was the person who drew my name out for that jersey. Oh yes, have you got a, have you got a handy there? Have you got? I can grab it when I put it. Yeah. Member, don't pull your headphone out. Um, yeah, as was drawn out as the member lucky raffle, won a signed jersey. So, but, um, one, of, one of five. So, mm. I mean, out of 20, a valued member, I'll take one of five. <laughs> one West Tigers front office. <laughs> hey, Lee, Lee gets zero points. Lee only has legitimacy because he's a sponsor, otherwise, he's just like the rest of us. Remember that. He's only on the chair because of his sponsorship. Straight to the no other reasons. Oh, righto. Um, have we addressed everything? I guess we're just... I mean, we're all out of whack. We normally finish with that. We, did we talk Serraldo? We, we, we didn't talk Serraldo. Not much, did we? Thoughts? I we done it. Is, it's not really much news to talk about, but... Um, yeah, I did mention that he, he did a tour. So, we'll... I guess we'll let that simmer and talk about it on Thursday. We'll see if there's any more leak to the press or if he confirms. Because well, by they're the time saying that goes... he might extend with Penrith tonight on the news. Yeah, I saw someone in the comments did say that. So yeah. who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? So we'll, we'll address that on Thursday. Thanks to we cracked the hundred again tonight at one stage um, on the live stream. So thanks to everyone who tuned in on a Tuesday night. The fact we we changed the night and we still get everyone um, tuning in to watch the show and we're an hour and a half in and 70% of you are still with us. So, and to everyone that's who listens, illegi- that's how illegitimate the podcast is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Different that's, nights still, still should I change that? Should I change that to our motto? The illegitimate, illegitimate <laughs> the podcast. Hey, we've had Farrah, we've had Wayhe, we've had Marina go, we've had yeah, Sean Bloor, Anthony Shane, Blue Wiggle. Sean Bloor, Shane Walker. We've had a lot of, Ex Balmain and West Scando, Tiger Fultz. Scando, Fulton, uh, yeah, even legitimate a, 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 players, yeah, legitimate players. So, you know, yeah. uh, not that that needs to give us legitimacy, but yeah, I, I guess Lee thinks, you know, if he doesn't come on the podcast, it hasn't been anointed, 
with his thoughts. But uh, in the words of Lee Hadjipentelis, as of June the 14th, 2022, we still haven't made the finals for 11 years. When's it going to change? Uh, and on that note, though, we always, it doesn't matter who's in charge, who the chair is, who the CEO is, who the halfback is, although we do love the current halfback, please don't leave us. But no matter what, boys, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at WestLifePod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for WestLife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash WestLife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the WestLife Podcast.